This is CKMS Radio Waterloo, 102.7 FM. You are listening to From the Void with me, Christopher Sherry. Good to see in the void again tonight. So tonight I've decided to continue on with this sort of circle of musicians kind of idea. Or like the idea that a musician band leader is cultivating musical geniuses to work with. So we're going to talk about Frank Zappa tonight. And Frank Zappa is one of the best examples and probably uh, pop rock from like the 70s, 80s, and 90s of cultivating the best of the best and unleashing them on the world for us all to enjoy. And it's just, there's just countless. Like there's a, a Wikipedia page that has just a list of mu- musicians that have worked with Frank Zappa and then all the albums they have worked on and whatnot. And, there's hundreds of musicians here. There's hundreds. And it's, it's kind of comical, considering someone who hated employing musicians, he employed more than almost anybody. At some point or other. And, you know, especially with the 70s guys, there's some names that are just synonymous with jazz fusion and just high-level rock. You know, they're the backbone of entire genres. Guys like Ainsley Dunbar, Chester Thompson, George Duke. You know, they're just, they get into everything. You know, guys like Terry Bozio, Steve I, Adrian Ballou. Just like this sort of casting net. There's so many names, there's so many, but there's a lot. And the ones I just mentioned, you're going to hear repeated a lot tonight. So I decided just to lay the songs out in chronological order. So the earliest song in my list of songs that I like by musicians who have worked with Frank Zappa, who may have got their start with Frank, or just kind of grazed Frank throughout their career. A lot of these guys got their start with Frank Zappa. We're talking George Duke and Ainsley Dunbar. Ainsley Dunbar is a wicked drummer. Just fantastic and George Duke is an innovator he was one of the first guys to make electric piano cool it was either him or Chick Corea and George Duke is twice as cool as Chick Corea well probably more than twice as cool so Ainsley and George they uh, they guest starred I don't know if guest star is the word I'm looking for but they they were part of the ba- backing band for Shuggy Otis on his second solo record called uh, Freedom Flight. And Shuggy Otis also played bass on one song for Frank Zappa, the song Peaches Umbergalia off Hot Rats, uh, two years earlier, 1969. This is 1971, and this song is called Strawberry Letter 23, which is probably the most famous song Shuggy Otis ever touched or got involved with. This is his, his signature sort of deal. Um, it's not his best song. My favorite song by him is Oxford Gray, but it doesn't feature Ainsley Dunbar and George Duke like the song does. So again, this is Strawberry Letter 23 off the album Freedom, Fright, Freedom Flight by Shuggy Otis. Doesn't shine Rainbows and waterfalls 
Now, I didn't know, I didn't want to just like waste a feature of George Duke or Ainsley Dunbar by doing them both with one track. There's so many good tracks to pick, uh, solo or otherwise. So for this next track, featuring Ainsley Dunbar and George Duke, um, this is a George Duke track that um, was recorded as a demo um, while he was working with Frank Zappa um, just the next year, 1972. They were recording a whole bunch of albums all at the same time. But at this particular time, they were working on um, Waka Jawaka and the Grand Wazoo. A couple of, I, I think, you know, jazz fusion masterpieces. And so that band formation that featured George Duke and Ainsley Dunbar and Frank Zappa, um, uh, Billy Byers on trombone, uh, Tony Duran playing slide, got Don Preston uh, playing uh, Mini Moog and whatnot. I don't think he makes it on this song because I can't imagine Don Preston playing on a song with George Duke since both wizards on the keyboards you know we've got Ian and Ruth Underwood Bruce Fowler you know just classic mothers of invention 70s lineup early 70s lineup and they're doing these George Duke demos that George came up with and there's some really good tunes in here the tune I want to play is called Psychosomatic Dung Back in the 60s, there was a very well-known pop rock band, The Turtles. Um, you know, Happy Together, Eleanor, yeah, It Ain't It Ain't Me Babe, a whole bunch of different singles like that. Um, great band, wonderful band. And they had two musicians in there, Mark Volman and Howard Kalin. Uh, they 
joined the Mothers of Invention uh, shortly after, or immediately after the Turtles broke up in 1970. Um, they couldn't use their original names or the name the Turtles because of some contractual obligation. So they changed their names to Flo and Eddie or the, or the, the fluorescent leech and Eddie. And they were in the Mother's Invention for about a year. Uh, did a couple records with Frank. And then Frank had that horrible injury where he was pushed off a stage and broke his neck, was in a wheelchair and whatnot. And instead of hanging around waiting to see what, what Frank was going to get up to, they went on and continued on as the, the fluorescent leech and Eddie. And their first record featured a lot of members from the Mothers of Invention in the 60s. Um, again, Ainsley Dunbar is also in this song. Uh, we got Don Preston on keyboards and, of course, Flo and Eddie. And this is an example of kind of what they started doing after they left the Mothers of Invention, which is sort of this comedy rock duo thing. And these guys are still doing it. Still doing it today. But this song is called Strange Girl, off of their uh, first self-titled record, The Fluorescent Leech and Eddie. next musician we're going to focus on came a little bit later in the Frank Zappa universe. I think he showed up sometime around 19, like 77, 1976. Um, his name is Jean-Luc Ponty. Uh, he's an incredible violinist. Um, he also played with the Mahavishnu Orchestra. Um, but we're going to feature a solo track by him, which doesn't feature any musicians other than Jean-Luc himself who played with Frank Zappa. 
Um, there's one musician in the band that Frank Zappa had said he was, you know, at, at one point said he was his favorite guitar player, who was Alan Holdsworth. And this song is a fantastic example of what Alan Holdsworth is capable on the guitar. Um, so this is a, a record from 1977 called Enigmatic Ocean. Um, it's a Jean-Luc Ponty solo record. Um, this is the uh, track called Enigmatic Ocean Part 3. Again, featuring fantastic solo by Alan Holdsworth and Jean-Luc Ponty. next track we're going to jump all the way up to 1990 with a adrian blue record um adrian blue was a guitar player he is a guitar player who played with frank zappa for a year or two like 77 78 around there and kind of got his start in the music biz and his like true understanding of or beginning to understand i guess music theory and a little deeper about composition and whatnot. Um, in that brief time when he was with Frank Zappa, um, David Bowie had got his eye on him and kind of stole him away for a little bit. 
And then he kind of went off and did some work with, well, started his solo career a bit, started a band called The Bears, got into King Crimson, the rebirth, kind of like the discipline era, King Crimson. Um, I think he's the longest running uh, member to ever stay in King Crimson for a length of time, other than Robert Fripp, the guy who runs the whole thing. But in 19, 1990, he put together uh, one of his solo records, um, features uh, David Bowie on vocals. You got Bill Bruford on drums and Robert Fripp here, there, and there. You got uh, 2011 appearing here and there. Jeff Lynne. Um, Tom Petty, George Harrison, Bob Dylan, Roy Orbison, which, as I'm saying that aloud, sounds a lot like those, uh, those wandering Wilburys, or they're called, traveling Wilburys. <laughs> so I'm going to play the last track off this record, called um, the record's called Young Lions, and the track is called Gunmen, and this features David Bowie on vocals.
Now, Adrian Ballou is a maniac. He's not quite a virtuoso, but he's a maniac. But this next guy is truly a virtuoso. I'm talking Steve Vai. Steve Vai was playing for Frank Zappa as his kind of breakthrough as well. Got into the band by sending, mailing Frank transcripts of his guitar solos. And Steve Vai was doing a better job than Frank's uh, Frank's transcriber, the guy he was paying to do it for him. So Frank brought him down to L.A., got him to play on a few records, did some tours, and Adrian Ballou and Steve I were in the band at the same point at one time. There's a, a live video. Um, I forget the name of it, but both those maniacs are on stage together playing Stratocasters, and they both look like such weirdos. I think Adrian Ballou's wearing uh, like coveralls like you'd wear if you're fixing a car or something. And he has like the top part like tied around his waist. And Steve I is wearing like a leopard print shirt and uh, headband and whatnot. Looks like he should be in White Snake. I think he was for a little bit. <laughs> but anyway, Steve I is one of those maniacs that Frank just let out on the world. And, and he's written some fantastic tunes. I, a lot of people dish out hate for Steve I. I think it's just some sort of like maybe jealousy or they maybe that's not what it is. Jealousy is probably not the word. He has this he does have sort of an off-putting personality if if you take him too seriously. You know, but he is you know like a, a showman. You know, he he spends a lot of his time on stages in front of people and and he does his best to put on a good show and and he embodies it when he plays guitar, you know, he you know, he admittedly plays guitar in front of a mirror because he wants it to look good. He wants it to look as good as it sounds. I think he's great. Back in uh, 1999, he released a record called The Ultra Zone. And this is a song he released called Voodoo Acid. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
I'm going to try and keep it quick because I'm running out of time and i got a few more songs I want to play. This next track is a Jordan Rudis song. Jordan Rudis never played with Frank Zappa that I know of. He's a fantastic keyboardist, plays for Dream Theater and whatnot. But this song and this album features Terry Bozio on drums. And Terry Bozio is one of those maniacs that Frank let out in the world. He got in the band right around the same time Steve Vai did, a little bit earlier. Uh, he, that's the, the famous Black Page song was written for Terry Bozio. So this is a track off his record, Feeding the Wheel. The song is called Dreaming in Titanium. Like I said, it features Terry Bozio on drums. We'll be right back. 
Up next, we're going to feature another monster drummer that Frank used to play with. Uh, this guy was around shortly before Terry Bozio showed up. It was Vinny Coliuda. Coliuda. I'm not 100% sure how to pronounce it. I've heard it pronounced many different ways. Um, he's the guy that kind of came in after Chester Thompson and those guys and before Terry Bozio. He was in the band for the, the Joe's Garage and the Sheikah Beauty Sheikah Booty record, those kind of ones. Uh, and he was a fantastic guy. Um, he was listening to Billy Cobham and closely studying the, the jazz greats that were coming just before him, and he grabbed it and put his own spin on it. You know, he's he's up there with Buddy Rich and Tony Williams, I think. So this is a track that he played with Jeff Beck live at Ronnie Scott's. Um, the track is called Big Block. It's from originally from Jeff, Jeff Beck's Guitar Garage record.
Up next, we're going with a goofy heavy metal song by the truest monster that Frank gave birth to in this world. It's Dweezil Zappa, his son, who's an amazing musician. If you have any interest in checking out Frank Zappa's music, watch Dweezil's band. He does it justice. But anyway, the song's called Dragon Master, and it's off of Dweezil's 2015 record, Via Zamata. Thank you. 
managed to get us to the finish line with time. So it's been a good night. I've enjoyed it. I hope you've enjoyed listening to some of Frank's monsters. Again, you know how I like to read the liner notes and study the players. Frank had some really, really great players. And one of the last guitar players that Frank employed was a guy named Mike Keneally. Mike Keneally is one of those completely underappreciated musicians. Probably one of the most underappreciated musicians that Frank ever worked with. You know, he's gotten out there a bit. You know, he's done some tours with Steve, I mean, Joe Satriani. He's the lead guitar player of Death Clock when they go on tour. But the guy's fantastic. So this is a track off of one of his newest records called Something Knowledge Cannot Eat. And the track is called Celery. And not only does it feature Mike Keneally on guitar, it features the one and only Steve Vai. Love and the Void. See you next week.